I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is good. I'm just that sad, is sad clown. Dude, that's pretty good. This is The Gloom, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha packs, exploring their F3 experiences, and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in The Gloom. And we're back. Uh, so I've got a guy on uh, the cast today. I'm really excited to, to hear this guy's story. Uh, and if even if you haven't posted with this guy in the gloom, chances are you've uh, been around one of his masterpieces uh, because this is one of our newer uh, shovel flag masters. I got Bayside on uh, to interview today and uh, we'll get into the details of how he got started with shovel flags and, and all of that, but really want to hear his story. So uh, Bayside, why don't you start us off with, uh, how'd you get started? Who EH'd you? What was the first workout like? Uh, and then how do we get the name Bayside? Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, appreciate you having me on uh, to start. So um, yeah, uh, real name, Jared Johnston. Um, F3 name Bayside. Uh, so I started uh, with F3 in, it was March 9th of 2022. Uh, I was okay. engaged um, by Stapler, um, really good friends with Stapler and have been for a number of years. We went to college together. Um, but Stapler moved back uh, from Kansas City uh, into the Omaha Metro. And I mean, that was probably one of the, the easier EHs uh, that there were. So now he started kind of in the, in the winter months and um, I'm not a huge um, cold weather guy, at least <laughs> as I've gotten older, um, my tolerance for the cold has gotten less. But um, yeah. I mean, in March, he, he convinced me um, to, to head out and i was actually going to go for the first time it would have been on this march 7th uh to stormbreaker but there was a big snowstorm on the sunday night and mm. um, i mean the roads i probably could have made it there uh but we just we decided at the time to to wait uh because at the time stapler was living in carter lake um but wednesday came um roads were much better and so yeah i ended up going to the danger zone um, where it was actually Schrute's one-year anniversary. Um, oh, cool. But yeah, so um, I mean, first workout, um, it was actually for ICB's daughter who was going in for surgery that day. Um, so wow. this Paisley Power uh, workout that Schrute had uh, cooked up. Uh, so basically every exercise spelled out and then the first letter spelled out paisley power um and nice. um i will say i mean i i don't think i was in bad shape um but i wasn't in, it wasn't in great shape um there are very few i mean i can count on my two fingers how many times i thought i was going to throw up during a beatdown, and that was <laughs> that was one of them so <laughs> um nice yeah so um, it, it was, I mean, for the first one, it was, it was pretty difficult, uh, or maybe I, I was just trying to go too hard or try to prove myself 
myself to to everybody around me but um yeah i mean ever since then i mean i think i went all three days that week um i don't know if i went to the dragon's lair on saturday but yeah i mean from there i mean it's i i hit it pretty pretty hard um i mean really for for the first i mean since i've started so i've slowed down a little bit uh after passing um the flag from main stage but yeah, I mean, up to this point, it's it's been a great experience, and um, I mean, meeting and getting to know so many different guys from, I mean, really so many different walks of life. I mean, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's nice to really be able to connect with those people that you wouldn't typically connect with. So, yeah, that's awesome. And do you remember when you got in the circle at the end there and they said, okay, tell us about yourself. How did, how did we land on the name base? Absolutely. So, so Stapler, he did kind of set me up a little bit in and warn me about what could occur. Um, I mean, I kind of went right out the gate and I mean, for guys who, who know me very well, they know that I'm a huge Jasker hater. Um, so, so I did mention um, that I do not like Creighton. Um, I'm 100% Huskers uh, through and through. Um, so, I mean, there were some names thrown out, um, like McDermott and um, <laughs> oh, no. referencing um, Creighton. But luckily, um, they did kind of got off that topic. Uh, and I grew up in Ogallala, uh, so um, in golf occasionally i'm not a huge golfer but yeah basically came up uh came up and i think it was there's kind of a, a debate over who who threw it out but i'll give uh ferdinand uh the credit for coming up with base okay so nice i love it and did, you went to school in lincoln i'm assuming or? so so i actually went to school in Kearney, um and then oh, okay um but i mean Kearney, obviously not a big not a big sports um, town. Now somebody like Rowdy um, may have something different to say, being that he party. <laughs> but um, I mean, growing up now, I mean, obviously Ogallala, probably the closest uh, would be one of the Colorado schools. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, being from Nebraska, um, always rooted for for the Huskers. Um, Creighton's kind of an Omaha only thing, I think. You don't, yeah. you don't hear a lot of people rooting for Creighton outside of Omaha. Um, yeah, yeah. Kind of just always, always been a Husker fan. Always will be, even in these continued down years. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. I love it. No, that's great. I think I think that's cool. I think um, we had. Uh, oh, who did we interview? Uh, Greek freak. I don't know if you ever watched him play basketball down at Lincoln, but you know, I think he, he was the same. I think it was hard for him to, to root for the, uh, for the Creighton blue Jays, but, um, but yeah, it's good, right? Nothing like a healthy uh, rivalry uh, to get conversation going. So I'm curious, you know, before you started, um, F3, what was your like fitness routine or were you doing anything from a, a first F perspective? Yeah. So so most of it I, I'd always done on my own, um, mm -hmm. and I mean, I've always been a a bigger person. Um, I mean, just genetics being passed down, uh, mainly from my dad. So, so I've always mm -hmm. always had a problem. Um, I mean, with I mean weight and, and 
really weight consistency. Uh, and I mean, obviously, I still do even today. But yeah, um, I mean, kind of after uh, started having really having kids, um, mm-hmm. trying to, to make it more of a focus in trying to at least maybe not necessarily eat healthier, but be be in better shape. So yeah, when it comes down to need, wanting to go out there and play sports with my kids, or going out there and, and coaching them. Uh, in their sports, just being able to actually get out there and and do it. So, um, at, at I mean, probably I don't know, twelve years ago, um, I, I ran a lot. Um, I ran the Lincoln Marathon uh, one year. Oh wow! That's, that's probably in I don't know, two thousand twelve or thirteen. Um, ran I don't know, eight or ten half marathons. So I, I was running a lot, um, but. The problem with and especially high high mileage running is the injuries so i mean mm-hmm. I, I experience about every running injury possible whether it's i mean foot um knees whatever it may be and so i mean kind of once you get out of that cycle of running i mean then uh, the weight comes back on pretty quickly and and it's just a yep. constant cycle so so I, I i ran a lot um i mean did run with um, a couple different groups at points, um, whether it be, I mean, mornings with people that uh, lived in the neighborhood. Um, there's also a Saturday Saturday group that we kind of rotate through the different lakes or parks of around Omaha and the metro. And I mean, we may put in eight, 10 miles a day. Uh, we're on a Saturday, but yeah, I mean, just kind of the, the running. And, and I do, anybody who comes to my beatdowns, they know that that kind of running is what I enjoy most. Um, so yeah. kind of finding that that love again for running, because I mean, after you after you run so much, I mean, it does get old um, mm-hmm. and, and, and kind of wears on you a little bit. So, um, but being able to find that, that love again for running and um, I mean, if I don't post in a given day, I will, I'll still try to get out there and run um, like this morning. Um, I had to check in for my flight tomorrow, and so I didn't mm-hmm. post, but I still ran a couple miles around the neighborhood. So, um, nice. so, so yeah, really running, running's the big thing that I've had always been into. Um, never really into going to the gym uh, or that sort of thing. Nice. When you, you mentioned too, I think something that happens to a lot of guys, it, I know it's happened to me is like you you have kids, right? And so then you're like, <laughs> there's a lot of days in those younger years where you're just trying to survive, you know, and get, get through, you know, get them to sleep through the night and then, you know, whatever kids activities, how, how old are your kids now? Yep. So, so I have three boys, um, 12, 10 and seven. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, obviously the, the sleeping through the night isn't an issue, but what, what is an mm-hmm. issue is how many different activities they have going on um i mean throughout the week i mean we've got multiple in football uh basketball has already started uh my old that's crazy in cross country um i mean we have them in piano and i mean that type of thing so it's just yeah it's constant running uh around um trying to Mm -hmm. get to all their different activities while also still working a full-time job still trying trying to be a good husband um, and yeah. just 
and everything like that. So that's tough, especially weekends too. Are you coaching? So are you also coaching now or not, so, not currently? Yep. So um, I'm assistant coaching on my middle son's football team. Um, so he's okay. he's in a fifth grader. Um, he played tackle last year, but wanted to go back to flag this year. Uh, so we're actually yeah. playing in uh, Millard, uh, which Hardhat is actually a coach of one of the fifth grade teams in Millard as well. So we'll be we'll nice. be going head to head with them uh, here in a couple of weeks. So we'll, uh, nice. Those and, and who gets those those bragging uh, rights going forward? So. Nice. Ex- expect some trash talk on the across the coach the benches there. Well, and I, I love, you know, it's cool, like you said, to be able to, you, you had this passion for running and then for whatever reason, have to take maybe a break and, and maybe it's injury or whatever, and then you get to come back to it. I'm, I'm curious within F3, like, have you been able to do like pre-runs and halfway house and, and all of those sorts of things to get you back in the groove? Yep. So, so kind of out of the gate, I mean, I, I pre-ran, yeah, quite a bit. Um, and I would say even through the winter, um, through this past winter, um, twenty twenty two to twenty three, I would say I still pre ran quite a bit as well, up until I don't know, maybe April or May, um, and I don't know if I just kind of getting burnt out a little bit uh, or what or what it may be or, I mean the consistent having to get up at four four fifteen every morning to be able to get somewhere to be able to, to pre run um before the beat down so yeah it, lately i haven't i haven't been um running as much um but yeah definitely something i i know and especially health wise i know i need um mm-hmm. because i mean some of the beat downs i mean i mean they are they're really what you make it and how hard you want to push it um but yeah just being able to to kind of add that that extra push uh each morning uh, within there. So, um, yeah, I definitely need to get back out and, and continue to do it more. And I did do at least, um, I don't know if, I, if I ever did like the full half, uh, for, mm-hmm. it was before it was halfway house. So it would have been, uh, what last summer, but yeah, yeah I, I did at least the, the 10 K, um, I think a, a couple of the times, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's awesome. And I guess, how do you um, feel like you're doing today? Like from a fitness standpoint, do you feel, you feel good? You feel like you're able to get out with your boys and and do what you need to do to kind of coach and teach them how to play sports or how do you feel today? Yeah. I mean, I'm not as, my weight isn't where I want it to be. Um, Fitness wise, I mean, probably as well. But part of that is again, so after Rowdy and I passed the flags at main stage. Um, I, I decided to at least take a little bit of time off. So I only posted uh, twice in about four weeks. Um, now, since then, I mean, I, this third week, I mean, really third week back, we're posting at least four days. Um, but I mean, kind of in those four weeks, I mean, I just feel myself getting getting heavier and heavier. So I'm like, you know, I, I can't just continue to sit here um and, and sleep in yeah it feels great to sleep in uh especially after mm-hmm. half of of getting up at least four five six days a week um so i pretty much just had i mean had to force myself and 
uh, to get back out there. Um, so, I mean, I'll get there eventually, um, kind of back to yeah. really where re I really want to be. Um, but obviously nothing is, nothing is going to be a quick fix, uh, especially weight wise, uh, and, um, and exercise wise and getting back in shape. So. Yeah. What, you know, you mentioned this, the term, uh, burnout and, you know, curious what that, what you mean when you say that, are you, you just kind of referring to the, like some more of like sleep deprivation almost, or, or what's, what's, what do you yeah, feel like is, is um, something that has caused that? I don't, I, I don't, it, I don't know if it was just purely, I mean, posting so many days a week and not giving myself a break. Uh, mm -hmm. but I mean, it also, I mean, it's just kind of everything going on, um, yeah. I mean, whether it be, yeah, I mean, all, all the kids activities, um, work, traveling for work, um, that, that sort of thing. So I don't know if it, if it was necessarily purely, purely F3, um, burnout. Sure. But it kind of really everything going on is just kind of that point where it needed a break and and it seemed like a, a good time to do it since I now didn't have to post every Wednesday at, at the same site. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm definitely happy to to get back out. Um, but then also kind of identifying really the, those limits uh, or or setting realistic expectations of of how many days a week I'm going to post. Um, yeah. How many days a week? I mean, I want to do. I mean, I just want to go out and, and run around the neighborhood. Um, that sort of thing. So, trying to at least dial it back and find that right fit. Um, so yeah. So going forward, I'm able to um, kind of know my limits and really prevent that that type of burnout from occurring in the future. Yeah. I I love that you're touching on this because I think it's something, you know, we kind of all have to be careful of, right? It's like you, because I think when you start F3, you don't really know, like, what is this group expecting from me, right? And you see some people that go six days a week and some people that go maybe every Saturday. And so trying to figure out what works for you and your family. And, and then also remembering that like the group is going to accept you and love you for who you are, no matter how many days you can post. Right. But it's sort of that, this thing that each guy kind of has to go through. Um, I've certainly had seasons where I was six days a week. And then when we had our second kid, I was zero days a week. <laughs> and, then I, and now I'm at four days a week and four days for me seems to be, um, at least for, for us is a pretty good, uh, pretty good balance. And, you know, honestly, right now I'm weekends are really tough. Uh, just with family schedule. And um, so I just, you know, plan ahead, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're focusing on that. You know, I, I would be curious if you going through that process, is there anything you've learned um, or like maybe any advice or, or tips you would share with guys that are maybe at a similar spot or trying to work through that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really just finding, finding that right balance of how many days a week works for you. Um, mm -hmm. And I mean, and then also, I mean, finding guys to form a shield lock um, to encourage you to get out. Now, I will say that that can also be, it can also be on the bad side as well. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. in a, a shield lock with Escobar and Pit Stop, Rowdy, Yogi, 
skids, um, mulch, soup. So, I mean, Escobar, I mean, he's five days a week, pre-run mm-hmm. every time. Uh, a lot of the time it's, it's with pit stop as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really knowing that, all right, you know, I'm going to tell him no, I'm, I'm not going to pre-run tomorrow. I'm, I'm not even going to go to the beat down tomorrow. Um, and I mean, be knowing, I mean, so many different guys across F3, I mean, they're not going to, to sit there and, and give you crap. I mean, they're going to um, accept that, you know, he, he's not going to go today uh, for whatever reason and, and not judge you uh, for not going. So, yeah, really, it's yeah. just finding that balance, but then finding the guys as well. Um, I mean, not only that will encourage you to get out, but that you enjoy being around because, I mean, yeah. that, or, you know, this guy is going to be here today or that guy is going to be there. It's it, it helps you. I mean, I think get up in the morning to see. You know, I told him I was going to be there. I can't let him down. I got to be there. Plus, I mean, I enjoy talking to him and and seeing him um, in the gloom. So, yeah. Well, I think kind of what you you talked about. You know, a nice segue to to that second F piece and you know, sort of developing relationships in the group. So. Curious how you, did you know a lot of guys when you started or how did you go from, you know, kind of starting the group to now having a shield lock? Like how did that, what was that journey like for you? I really didn't. So, uh, I mean, obviously I I knew Stapler, um, Bovine, Bovine, I mean, cause he went to Kearney as well, uh, but he was kind of after, after my time. So after I had left, Mm -hmm. but I mean, he's still pretty good friends with, with Stapler. So. I mean, if I was tailgating um, in Lincoln uh, for Husker games, I mean, see, see him around uh, or mm-hmm. see him at, at kind of events that, that Stapler may put together. He's a, he's a big uh, event uh, type of guy. So, yeah, he is, yeah. So, yeah, it was really just, just those two um, that I knew really going into it. Now, obviously, I mean, being from or going to Kearney and, and Rowdy being there at the same time, I knew of. I knew of Rowdy, um, but really had never ever talked to him, uh, or to my knowledge, ever crossed paths. Well, I'm sure we did, but um, mm-hmm. or yeah, I mean, talk uh, when we were in Kearney. So kind of once I I got out, and I mean, the great thing about about F3 and especially F3 Omaha is is guys are so accepting, and I mean, they see you posting. Uh, I mean, every day for. I mean, even a couple of weeks, I mean, then, I mean, they, they really start engaging with you um, much more and um, learning. I mean, obviously talking to guys during the beatdowns, you really learn a lot more about them. And um, so I kind of, I mean, my intro to the shield lock um, was going to the dragon layers on Saturdays and Rowdy was there. We go to coffee and, we're talking bourbon. So you, you kind of find that that common denominator of what you you each enjoy. And then I just kind of kind of flowered from there. And um, yeah, so I mean, um, they, they I mean, they took me in probably pretty quick, um, probably with yeah. three months of of me going out, but kind of them seeing that consistency of me going, uh, yeah, five, six days a week um and, and really i mean 
kind of join, enjoying being around each other. I think that that definitely helped. For sure. No, I love that story. And, and it's cool too. You know, I, I guess I would be curious to you, had you had friends at that level before? I mean, do, or do you feel like, is this a, has this been an impactful change to, to have a shield lock? Like, I guess maybe asking what, what impact do you think is it has had for you having a shield lock? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, kind of outside of stapler, um, because I mean, we've been, been really, really close. Um, I mean, for, for a number of years, I mean, kind of outside of him though. I mean, yeah, you'll have guys that you'll, I mean, you're, you, you consider your, yourself friends with, um, but it's really, it's not a, it's not a really deep, uh, relationship. Um, yeah. and so, I mean, for a lot of guys and myself included, I mean, a lot of your friends are or who you consider friends are people that you work with. Um, and so yeah. especially after you switch jobs, um, a lot, a lot of the, the guys that you thought were friends, probably really weren't because you rarely talk to them, uh, if ever kind of going forward. So, so yeah, I I would say, yeah, really, I I didn't have, um, really many really deep, uh, guy relationships, uh, or friendships in, in, um, kind of from a, especially from a support standpoint. So, um, yeah, kind of stapler was, was it up until I, up until I joined uh, F3, um, but I mean today, I mean a, a number of guys, um, whether it's Westo, um, Sarpy, uh, a number of guys that I, I I would definitely consider really true friends. So that's awesome. I love hearing that. I think that's you know it's it's interesting, right? Because it makes such a difference, like you said, to have like friends that you know will support you when you're going through difficult time. So I, I love that you were able to connect on that level. I'm, I'm curious. So you mentioned cafeteria. Were there any other like second F or, or like things that you participated in? I'm thinking of like maybe queen service or any of the second F events that you, you think were key to building those relationships? Um, I mean, I, I've done queen service a, a couple different times. Um, okay. I, I would say, I, I always failed to see it all the way through. I mean, it's a, you know, you, you go for that first month and then it, it luster kind of wears off. Um, I mean, kudos to the guys that, that are, I mean, do make it all the way through and, and continue to, to drop that weight. Or, I mean, if they're trying to maintain that weight, um, me personally, I, it was just not, not anything that I've, I've uh, succeeded at. I mean, I kind of have my my own way of knowing what I need to do to lose that weight, um, and then obviously trying to maintain it is a is a completely different story. But yeah, queen, queen service. I mean, I'll be honest, hasn't hasn't been, I mean, too too involved for me. Um, I mean, uh, happy hours. I mean, I, I've gone to. I haven't really recently, but I mean, happy hours are a great way to connect with, with guys that are going to, to those events. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, whether it's at cross strain and, and Sarpy or kind of the rotating list of, uh, breweries around, uh, Westo. Um, so, I mean, kind of the, 
I mean, I try to like coffee is a big one for me. Um, yeah. If I can go to coffee, I will. Um, as long as I'm home really by, by seven o'clock. Um, so I can get the, the kids ready or get the kids out the door, uh, for school. But I mean, most of the time, I mean, I mean, you sit down for a half hour, half hour of coffee. I mean, that's enough. Um, I mean, you can get yeah. some deep, meaningful conversations um, with a variety of different guys based off the site uh, and, and really get to know them uh, at, a, at a much deeper level. So, For sure. Well, and it goes back to kind of the what we were talking about earlier with like setting boundaries or expectations, right? Where if you're doing six workouts a week and all of the second F events and you know, the, <laughs> pretty quickly your, your calendar fills up because we've got a lot of opportunities out there. Well, I, I love that, man. And I think it's cool. Just one more, you know, reason for guys to really look, look for those shield lock um, opportunities that are out there. You know, I, I want to talk to you a little bit too about uh, kind of the third F piece, the, the faith piece, kind of what that, what that means to you and maybe what's been your, uh, your faith journey, maybe before F3 and then maybe how has it changed within F3? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I've always been a, a Christian. Um, I grew up Lutheran and then um, after my wife and I engaged, I actually converted to Catholicism. Um, okay. And I mean, um, I mean, we're, I mean, we don't go, we don't go to churches often during the summer just with everything going on. But um, I mean, during the school year, I mean, every Sunday, um, we're going out and, uh, and going to mass and, and really showing that to our, to our kids. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, making sure that it gets passed on to them. Um, but then for me, I mean, it, it does also translate into, I mean, real that, that COT, um, mm. being, I mean, kind of having a relationship with God and I mean, even though there, there will be, or, or maybe guys in that circle that, that don't believe, um, I mean, I'm not one to, to judge them and what their beliefs are, um, but being able to, um, at least in that COT, in, um, in that prayer, I mean, really being able to connect uh, with, with whoever it is um, that, that is, is praying out um, or the ball of man. So, um, yeah, for me, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily know if it, if it has um, gotten any, any deeper as a result of F3. Um, but I mean, it's it definitely helped me, I mean, maintain it. And especially, I mean, COT wise, I mean, you hear these different guys, I mean, their, their experiences, what they're going through, um, them showing that vulnerability. Uh, and I mean, kind of, I mean, again, it's just getting to know them um, through um, kind of that, that very end, that last five minutes of of the beatdown and learning more about them, um, becoming closer to them, um, but then I mean you, you also have to reciprocate that as well. So, yeah, curious if you have uh, this is a tough one off the top of your head, but do you, you have a, a favorite cot or message that you've been able to share with guys after a workout, or you remember any of them? Um, I, I don't know if I necessarily have a, a favorite one. Um, 
the, the problem is, is, is I've done so many because <laughs> my, my first year or kind of when I had my, cause I, I for my year anniversary, I did, I did a, a, a week long of um, queuing uh, all six, well, six days. Um, yeah. And I think that took me around, I don't know, somewhere around well into the mid twenties in, in, in the number of times that I had queued. So I, I try to not have the same COT um, each time, but I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of where I'm at right now. I mean, again, it's really just, I mean, finding that balance um, mm-hmm. in the balance between work, family, friends, uh, and F3. Um, yeah. So. I love that. I'm curious your thoughts. Have you had a chance to dive into the like the F3 um, Concentrica model at all, or looked into any of that, or if that resonates with you? Um, not not real, not not a not much. I'll say. Um, I mean, I, I read the book, um, and I mean a lot of it. I mean, completely related to. Um, but I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of key source. Uh, yeah, that's okay. I, I mean, to each their own, but I mean, to me, I mean, when I go to coffee, I'd rather sit there and talk to a couple guys for the next 20, 30 minutes. Um, and uh, I mean, just about our lives, not necessarily, yeah, kind of about each of the the topics of that day um yeah and um because i'm not one to i mean i'll I'll sit there and and listen to them all day um but kind of i'm not i'm not one where i'm gonna participate um to a a huge extent uh in that type of of environment so i perform perform prefer more of the the one-to-one or um kind of the, the really i mean two, three, four guys uh, type groups. Yeah. Well, I think that's such a good point, right? Because I, I like not everybody, you know, all, like we have all of these things that we offer, right? But not, it, it's not ideal for everybody just based on sort of who we are, how we're wired and and the environment that we thrive in. So totally get it. You know, I think the the Q source discussions, they have a place. And, but to your point, it's also really nice to just have coffee and just talk about whatever's going on, you know? So I, I love that. And I think it's important for us to remember all the different perspectives, right? Cause we're trying to be open to all men and we want to make sure that we've got opportunities for all the different flavors of, you know, needs that are out there. So I appreciate you sharing that, you know, that the Q source is a, it's interesting how it was was developed and um some guys love it and other guys don't so totally fine i think um you know i I appreciate you sharing that i i am curious you know when we think about like the missions of trying to invigorate male community leadership um i want to get your thoughts on sort of how are we doing you know we try to like a vq is one way leadership opportunity we give you and then also the site q role um you feel like you you gained anything or learned anything from from those leadership experiences in the group? Yeah, I mean, the big thing, I mean, to me with leadership is, I mean, kind of passing on what I was given when I first started F3. Um, I mean, mm. You first start going out and yeah, you get, I mean, you'll get the guys that uh, are 
messaging you or, or texting you, I mean, right away um, and um, encouraging you to get out. Um, and so especially becoming a, a, a site queue, it's yeah, really being able to interact with the, those newer guys, um, whether it's at, at your AO or any other ones that you're posting at. Um, but especially as a site queue, I mean, you're watching over them a lot more where in a, a typical beatdown uh, or kind of before you have that, that leadership experience, I mean, you may see them uh, out there struggling. Um, and I mean, you may give them some encouraging words, um, but you, you don't see, you don't pay as much attention uh, to it. So kind of once you're in that actual leadership role, um, not necessarily saying it forces you to do it, um, but I mean, you almost feel like you, you know, this guy's struggling and we're running the, the stairs at Miller and South for the next 15 minutes. Uh, I mean, you know, you know, somebody's got to, somebody's got to stick with this guy and make sure he comes back tomorrow uh, or he comes back yeah. this week. Uh, and so really just kind of passing along, I mean, the, the encouragement that at, at least at one point uh, in the past you were given in your F3 journey as well. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I, I love that. You know, and I think you're as a site queue, right? That's definitely one of the things that you're kind of paying attention to, right? Not everybody else is necessarily watching that or keeping an eye on the new guy. I think a lot of people do, but I think taking that on as a site queue is a good, really good call out. You know, I, I would be curious too. just um, talk, talk to me a little bit, you know, so at main stage, uh, you and Rowdy were, were co-queues. And I think you guys came up with some pretty clever ways to, uh, maybe engage or do some some more fun kind of style beatdowns, but t tell me about uh, some of those experiences. Yeah, so so the the experience was, I mean, kind of like having a mullet. Um, <laughs> rowdy, rowdy being more of the hype man, um, more, more about yeah, going out there and having fun. Um, so rowdy rowdy would definitely be the mullet, uh, and then me being more business in front. Uh, so, yeah. um, I, I love mean, that analogy. I'm doing a lot of the, the back end work. Um, um, but I mean, it was, it was a good experience. I mean, really, I think for both of us and it worked really well, uh, me traveling for work. I mean, uh, once a month or every other month, that sort of thing where I knew if I'm going to be gone, I can rely on Rowdy. He'll be there. Uh, and he'll, mm -hmm. he'll keep things in order. Um, and if Rowdy's going to be gone, um, I, I know I'll be able to be there. So, um, yeah, I mean, kind of, I mean, watching over each other, uh, or really assisting each other, just making the, the site queue responsibilities a, a little bit easier, um, versus potentially yeah, just doing it all, which it's not a ton of work anyways, but, um, just knowing that the, there's another guy there. Um, doing the same thing as you, um, I mean, it just kind of relieves some of that stress with, with being a site queue. But yeah, I mean, it's it's also yeah finding the type of beatdown and finding the guys. At least for us, it was finding the guys to queue that you know are going to bring other guys to to the site. Mm -hmm. um, so 
we didn't we didn't have much overlap in terms of people queuing multiple times. Um, we tried to have somebody different uh, each week, um, and that's partially based off of I mean, kind of what we've seen them queue before. Um, but also, I mean, VQs. I mean, I think we had, I don't know, probably close to a dozen VQs in the year. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, tr trying to find that mix of what what type of, of beatdowns and who is queuing that guys enjoy being around. Um, because, I mean, obviously, if we can get them there, I mean, yeah, it, it's going to it's gonna keep our numbers high. Um, but, I mean, we also don't want a, a beat down where, um, I mean, we, we know it's going to absolutely suck. So and really want to bring the pain to, to whoever uh, goes that week. But yeah, I mean, just trying to, trying to think outside the box, um, getting those cues on there um, that, that will really bring the guys out uh, in a beat down that, that they'll enjoy and still get a good workout in. So yeah, I love that. I, you know, I, I think it, there's so much that goes into it, like you said, behind the scenes. And I think just I appreciate your thoughtfulness in that approach. You know, I think it, you know, we see some guys are just, they fill up the schedule, other guys leave space for VQs, uh, but just being mindful of like, you know, not, not having overlapping. I think I, I remember back in the day, I feel like um, it was like you would see the same guys queuing over and over again. And it's, it's nice to give, just spread the wealth and give more guys a chance to lead. I think that's such a good approach. I am curious too, you know, so you guys um, you have Urkel and, uh, and baby shoes. Uh, how'd you go about selecting those guys to take it over? Yeah. So, so I'm a, I'm really analytical. Um, and I, I kept a spreadsheet uh, and I, I mean, I can tell you, I mean, I, I can tell you exactly how many times you posted at main stage in that year that we were site queues. Um, yeah. So, so we, I mean, I, I had kept track uh, from the beginning and I mean, really around December. So um, that would be what, five months in. I mean, we really started to, I mean, you noticed who especially consistently went uh, to to the AO, um, and I mean it was more than clear that yeah I mean baby shoes I mean he's been around a while um, never been in the queue Urkel being newer uh, I mean he started in I don't know somewhere around the August September range um, but he was a, a he was a, a a mainstay at main stage. He was there every Wednesday, unless something completely extraordinary kept him from from posting. Um, so it, it be quick, became quickly evident that those two guys, and we knew that we wanted to to continue with the the dual uh, site cues. Um, but I mean, quickly evident that that they were were the guys that we wanted to go after. And I mean, kind of the winners that the, the time to kind of get in those guys really any future site cues heads of our, you know, I want to get you lined up. So we <laughs> we had them probably committed um, probably no later than February. So, I mean, six months before the actual flag pass, we knew who it was going to be. But we also did that 
because we knew, I mean, with some of the upcoming Westo flag passes that we had yeah. to come in, we needed to make sure that we got them committed to, to main stage. So then, yeah, we, we didn't struggle down the road in finding somebody to take open the site. Yeah. I love that. And it's, it's cool too, to give it to some younger guys, you know, and give them a chance to lead. And yeah, I I love the data piece too. I I think um, that's a a passion that we share. You know, I would be curious, you know, as you, as you look at uh, just the site queue role, um, you know, or maybe, maybe it's even for F and G's, but any advice that you have for, for guys that maybe are, are site cues now or thinking about becoming a site queue, anything you would share just from your experience? Yeah. I mean, for, for me, I mean, it was, again, it was not necessarily pump, trying to pump up our, our weekly numbers as, as much as we could, but really recognizing those guys that do come on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, before uh, we passed the flag, um, I think I, I tweeted kind of the, the the top guys. So guys who had posted 15 times or more um, over kind of that year. So really giving that rec- recognition um, when it's due um, to the guys, because I mean, I mean, a lot of guys, I mean, potentially outside of work, they, they may not be hearing um, or seeing that recognition. Hmm. I appreciate that, you know, just recognizing uh, guys that are showing up, you know, and for their consistency, we do, you know, just a plug for hopefully future state, we'll be implementing a a tool called PAX Miner that helps keep track of sort of individual posting and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, I also just want to get your thoughts. So, um, shovel flags, man, uh, like just a whole nother world of like F3 engagement. Um, how did you get started doing those? Yeah. So, so after, after Rowdy and I took the, the flag at main stage, um, I mean, I just decided, you know what, we've only got the one flag or the one shovel, um, instead of passing it back and forth. Um, you know, I'm just going to create create my own um, and kind of with the, the shield lock theme. Um, so Millard Mojo mm-hmm. and I just went out there and it really simple, really basic shovel. Um, I mean, I just did a, a black textured um, paint and, and I had a pretty good idea after seeing the shovel uh, kind of up close, how fulsome had been creating them. Um, and so, I mean, I built that first one and then Rowdy got the word out, <laughs> and I mean, later, fine print, gonna start block party. Like, make can make me a shovel. I'm like, yeah, sure. So, um, admittedly, I am not a very creative person. Um, but so, kind of my biggest struggle as I've tried to create each of these different shovels is, I mean, I prefer them to not be. A similar style so trying to find really that paint scheme mm. um or that style where it's really going to set itself apart um from other shovels that have been created but um i mean it, it's been fun um now there again i mean it after you do so many yeah. um and, 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 i mean i've done four here within the past month yeah. um 
I mean, it, it can get a little, it can get a little repetitive, but, um, but yeah, I mean, and especially for me and like with the village launching this, this past Tuesday, I mean, I'll know, I'll be, I'll be at the village every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a little over a mile from my house. So it's in my backyard. Um, it's also a, a great site. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, wide open, but trying to find kind of those, whether it's a shovel that is for a guy that's that you have that deeper connection with, um, or you, you want to build that deeper connection with, um, but then also relating it to the site. Um, so for me, yeah, the village, uh, or I mean, some of the, the closer Westo sites, but I mean, even building the, the shovel for like Badger. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Bennington and Gretna, I mean, <laughs> sports wise, especially youth sports. Um, I mean, you, you really look, I mean, you do not like Bennington. Yeah. So, um, so, but I mean, kind of coming up with that de- design uh, for, for Badger Point and Stripes and hearing his story. I mean, it, it made it more meaningful and it it made it easier where knowing it, yeah, it is a Bennington site, but knowing the type of guy that Stripes is, mm-hmm. um, trying to still make it as as impactful of a shovel. I mean, not for me, but for him, because he's the one who has to go out there and plan it uh, every week. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, can, I can sometimes struggle with the design um, I mean, typically, if somebody's got some some paint um, color ideas that they're looking for, um, or a, a logo that they're thinking of for a particular site, I, I'll definitely try to incorporate that in. I mean, I did a rod. I used the, the school colors. Um, I mean, Badger Point. I mean, not only does it have stripes, which for stripes, yeah. but it's that it's that Bennington Badger logo. Yeah. Um, the Badger's wearing the, the white and blue striped shirt. Yeah. So, um, the village kind of the, the green and gold. And then I kind of took it to the next level with, with painting the, the, the spade, um, gold. I mean, so contrary to popular belief, it is not true gold. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it did get that, that gold, uh, gold um spray paint coat which i i, I think it really pops. yeah it looks yeah. so good man yeah yeah and you you know i think you've done such a great job you know your attention to detail and just trying to integrate something about the the location the site the community and the guy you know who's launching and it's just been cool to see I, and you're kind of like there's like a piece of you right sort of at all of these different sites which just kind of from a legacy standpoint is is really cool yeah, kind of. I mean, thinking back, I mean, I almost wish I would I, like put some type of signature on yeah. it on each shovel that I that I that I create. Um, I, I never have. Um, I mean, ultimately, yeah, the, the shovel it's not about me. Um, yeah. It's about the site and the guys launching it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I can try to make it as as meaningful to that site as possible um and, and to the guys that are are um taking it on heck yeah well i i certainly appreciate it and it's cool just to see and i think uh 
you know, the Westo flags are also taller. So, you know, it just, uh, I, <laughs> I appreciate that as well. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I mean, they, I, mean the, I mean, I, I tried to build them. Um, I mean, really, like, I'm fairly confident I buy the same flag poles yeah. um, that, that Folsom has used. Um, now we may go about, yeah, kind of placing it in the actual shovel uh, a little bit different, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I can maybe one of these. I'll, I'll make it. Maybe we need somebody who's really tall, and I'll make a really tall. Black yeah. hole. So. Hey, have you seen uh, Armando's eagle that he added on to the one at Red Wings? I have not seen his. I mean, I, I, oh, all of mine. That they all get it because the eagle comes in the. I mean, the flag pull packet. Yeah. I mean, it's got the. The poles which connect together. It's got the flag. I mean, if somebody wanted to mount it to their house, it's got that in yeah. there. But then, yeah, it's got the eagle. So, so the eagle always, it always, it's delivered to them. Yeah. Um, a lot of them, yeah. It if it lasts three or four months and doesn't fall off or or get broke, um, they're lucky. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, some of them I have I have started to uh, glue them on. Um, so so nice. It'll at least less the chance of, of it being uh well Armando bought a basically an eagle for like a really large flagpole and so he's got just this enormous oh, eagle on top of the the Red Wings flag. You have to check it out. But hey man, this is this has been great. You know, I guess the last question I would have for you is just you know, currently things going on in life, where do you need encouragement or support or or prayers when we see you out there? Uh, what could we be encouraging you on? Yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm extremely blessed. Um, I mean, family wise, I mean, friend wise, F3. Um, so yeah, I mean, to me, it's, it's, yeah, find those, find, I mean, kind of the, the prayers that, that need to be said. Um, I mean, for me, um, uh, Stapler's dad just got diagnosed with, uh, prostate cancer. So, um, praying for, praying for Stapler's dad. Um, and, uh, I mean, I've spent some time with his dad as well. When we moved Stapler back up, I went down to Kansas city with, with Bill. Um, so it, it's a little bit more at home knowing somebody, uh, who's going through that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would just find those, find those prayers and find those guys that need it. Um, more than I do, because yeah, I mean, again, I'm I'm blessed, and um, I mean, good health, great family, great friends. So. Heck yeah! Well, I'll be I'll uh, I'll be sure to ask you about balance. See how you're doing next time I see you. See if that's gotten any yeah, better. Well, I appreciate you just sharing your story, man. And um, we'll do a little name Rama. I'll start us off here. Uh, Brandon Fleahardy, thirty-seven. The plague. Jared Johnson, 38. Bayside. And do we, do you have a call sign yet? Have we come up with a call sign? Anybody doing anything? It, it kind of varies. I mean, you get, get guys that are, will throw out a, well, it's usually a saved by the bell type of route. Okay. But, Love it. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, I've kind of just, um, I mean, even though I wasn't named after saved by the bell and I was named after a golf. Yeah. Player, um, I've completely accepted it. And I mean, Especially as I'm pre-blasting for a, a yeah. queue, 
you're going to see something with Zach Morris or AC Slater in there. So I've learned to accept it and really um, enjoy it. That's awesome, man. Well, it's good seeing you. Have a good rest of your day. You as well. Thank you.